Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining. We're really excited to kick this timely and relevant webinar on healthy nutrition in the holidays. And we all wrestle with that. And it's a good time to be happy and with friends and family. But you got to also be a little cautious and careful of what you eat. Otherwise, uh, you may end up tipping the scale in the wrong direction. So uh, thank you for joining. Milena, we're really excited to have you join us. And uh, you are an expert in this area, so would love to have you also introduce yourself and share with the team. Obviously, we know you well, but uh, the other folks may not. And then we can uh, we'll come back to you last. But let's go around the room and uh, just so that everybody knows everybody where you're dialing in from and what you're looking at getting out of the webinar. And then we can circle back with you, Melina. So, Paul, you want to go first? Sure. So I'm Paul Kirch. I host a uh, online community called Boss Academy. I actually work with Sal. We uh, leverage his platform for our community. And uh, the reason I have the microphone, Melina, I used to host a top 10 business podcast show that was formerly a radio show here in Dallas. Amazing. But that was back uh, in 2017. But still have the microphone. Uh, and so just really, I guess for me, uh, my girlfriend and I are doing a lot of inter intermittent fasting right now. And seeing some results, but slow. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking to uh, get through the end of this year without, as Sal said, uh, tipping the scale in the wrong direction. Very nice to meet you. And you said you're from Dallas. Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, okay. Fort Worth. Awesome. It's where I live anyway. Not, not necessarily from here, but yeah, I've been here for about 16 years now. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining. Oh, Sal, I think really. Yeah, I know Saturday is difficult, and but we appreciate everybody taking out time from their busy day to join. So, uh, Vinod, do you want to go next? Oh, hi, this is Vinod from Reserve My Star, Bangalore, India. And I'm looking something uh, on healthy lifestyle or healthy food or something. So, I really need it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for joining. I know it's late for you in India. So we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And uh, Nicolette, do you want to go next? Sure. Sorry, I'm having some issues with my Wi-Fi. So I'm camera off for this. But um, I'm Nicolette. I'm from um, New Jersey. So um, I mean, I work closely with Melina. So we kind of talk nutrition all day long, but I'm always interested to hear um, different takes and sometimes Melina's on some new research that I haven't yet found. So I'm excited to hear about what she has. Yes. Thank you, Nicolette. Nicolette's my, Nicolette's my what you would call better half. <laughs> awesome. In business, business better half. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes. I love that. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, and uh, Sebastian, thank you for joining as well. Would you like to uh, briefly uh, introduce yourself to to the rest of the folks? Hey, of course, guys. Uh, very, very awesome to be here today. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Milena, so always supporting. <laughs> He's my better half. <laughs> awesome. Great. Thank you. And uh, without further ado, Milena, I'll uh, pass on the mic to you and uh, have you introduce yourself. I know you've got a lot of experience and you recently added to your skill set and I'd love for you to share. Yeah. And then we can get started. And folks, awesome. please feel free to jump in at any point in time if you have any questions. It's an interactive session. So don't don't hold back. Yeah, you know what? If you want to let me share my screen, I'll kind of go through because the for one of the first slides is my intro. So we could even just kind of get it started and I'll I'll do my intro. Yeah, you should uh, be able to share now. Awesome. Let me just make sure it's working for us today. Okay. So here we go. Let me know if you can see this. Are we good, everybody? Yes, we can see, yeah. Okay, 
So thanks for having me today. I have worked closely with Sal and Laura for almost a year now, which is crazy to think about. Uh, we've done some pre-recorded webinars, but this is our first live webinar. So very excited to do that and for your uh, many more that I'm sure in the future. But today, as Sal mentioned, we're talking about navigating nutrition holiday edition because it can be a time where a lot of uh, personal struggles around food, nutrition, uh, body image, uh, all of that can be exacerbated, especially during this time. So if we can just have an open conversation about it and just bring awareness to some things that you can do for your loved ones or for yourself, that's really the point of the webinar today. And again, as Sal mentioned, it is interactive. I don't want to, I don't want you to feel like I'm lecturing you. I'm not a teacher. So uh, if you guys have questions, you can totally jump in, whether it's in the chat or just raise your hand and we can have just like an open flow of conversation throughout. So what to expect? So just the flow of the call, again, just I'll give an introduction and then we'll talk about a holiday game plan, mindful eating, holiday party tips, being conscious of those trigger words in, in trigger environments uh, and how you can actually help your loved ones as well as, you know, um, prepare yourself for these holiday parties. Some final thoughts. And then we are actually offering holiday discounts for Sal's community. Um, we've been doing it for our community. However, we're extending it longer than we originally were going to because we wanted you guys to have an opportunity as well. So we'll talk about some of that. And then again, questions throughout, but there'll also be an opportunity at the end to ask questions. Okay, so starting with my introduction. So I am a registered dietitian. I have my bachelor's and master's in nutrition and dietetics, um, the best six years of my life, I like to say, uh, but we're always continually learning. And so just this past year, I became a certified integra integrative mind-body health master practitioner. So what we learned was in hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, and timeline therapy. So what that allows us to do is integrate our focus with personalized nutrition, where we use genetic testing, gut health testing, and now blood testing with our clients and mixing in a more holistic approach that focuses on the uh, unconscious mind, mindset, uh, behaviors, language. So we really have just now created this uh, holistic ecosystem, which has been amazing for our clients because they get to um, experience, we like to call it profound transformation. Uh, but if you guys are interested in learning more about like the hypnotherapy side uh, or any of like the mind body stuff, uh, all my contact information will be at the end. So you'll be able to get in contact with me. And then last bullet, I am CEO and co-founder of Monumental Movements. You guys met Nicolette. She is my other co-founder. Uh, and we focus again on personalized nutrition. So again, we use the data-driven wellness approach with the genetic testing, uh, gut testing, blood testing, and then we've now integrated the mind-body into it. So again, if you're interested in learning more, we'll have a place for you to contact us. All right, so getting into it, let me just move this. So the first thing that I want to talk about is establishing your holiday game plan. So we know the holidays are a time of joy, fun, connection, spending time with people that you haven't seen in a while. However, it is a time where things will be changing from your normal routine. So it's really important to one, acknowledge that, acknowledge what ways and becoming aware of what ways things will be changing, whether it's um, increased travel, increased uh, workload, um, you're, you're in these different environments. So really being able to adjust to those routines that are not necessarily your normal day-to-day. -day. Um, so again, altered work schedules, travel, different family commitments that are kind of like unspoken oblig obligatory commitments that you do as a tradition. Um, and this can really cause uh, heightened stress for a lot of people. And we know that the connection between stress and nutrition can really stem in the form of emotional eating, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, so really just being able to be flexible and adapt to that new routine during these few months. So starting with 
Um, I always like to say, start even, starting in October, just becoming aware that, okay, we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas, we have Hanukkah, we have who, whatever religion that you celebrate. Um, really being able to establish a game plan early so you can be proactive. Uh, so one of the best ways to do that, again, is becoming aware. So identifying where you believe to be struggling and finding those personalized solutions for yourself. So really taking the time to reflect on what these challenges may be. So if you're somebody that knows, okay, work is going to really ramp up in the next few months because you want to meet a deadline by end of year. So preparing yourself for that is going to be increased gatherings with your family. So family dynamics is a huge piece of it, which again, we'll talk about that. Uh, and being able to brace yourself and set boundaries with the people that you love. So that way it can be a time of joy and happiness as opposed to this incre increased stress for people. Um, increased gatherings and temptations. So what I mean by that is there's going to be foods that are more calorically dense and not necessarily nutritious that you would eat every single day. Um, so there's a lot of temptation there. And so being able to, again, have this game plan where, you know, going into it, okay, I'm going to be exposed to all these temptations, but how can you navigate that? Um, and then just being proactive in your thinking, uh, really the first step is to identify it and then being proactive in your solution as well. Uh, so crafting that personalized solution. And one of my favorite things, which we'll talk uh, on the next few slides about is creating a commitment statement. This is something I actually do with myself quite often, uh, and I do it with my clients all the time. Uh, a commitment statement is really just how it sounds. It's a personalized written agreement to yourself that's meant to hold you accountable. Now, some people uh, can hold themselves accountable a little bit better than others. Some may need that additional accountability. So we'll talk through the structure of what a commitment statement looks like. Uh, but really the purpose of it is to break down your larger goals into uh, more actionable steps. Uh, everybody has big goals, which is amazing. However, the saying is what, don't bite off more than you can chew. So being able to break that down so that way you have something that's sustainable and will motivate you to keep going. Uh, once you're done creating that statement, if you need additional accountability, I always suggest picking three to five people in your network who you know will help hold you accountable and sending that commitment statement to them. Uh, but the key part is creating it and actually writing it down and having it visible to you so you can consistently see that every day. Um, so here's an example of what I mean by a commitment statement uh, being an actual written agreement. So it starts with your name. So you need to identify who this is for. Uh, then you'll identify your goals. So I'm sure you have 10 massive goals that you would like to achieve, but start by breaking it down to like one to two specific ones. And you can continually add to this. This is a working document. It's not set in stone. Um, and you can even create different commitment statements for the different goals that you have. Um, I like to keep it one to two, three max, where I will write them out specifically exactly, you know, what I want. Um, and then that next part of it is the action steps. So it's not enough to just have this goal. You have to actually do the work to get there. Um, so it is an interactive activity. And if you're willing to put the effort in and do the work, that's where you will see the success. Some people are like, okay, I made a commitment statement. And then they don't do the action steps. That's a huge piece of it. Um, with the action steps, again, being very specific and outlining I, again, two to three is kind of that max number that I always aim for of practical steps that are going to get you to that goal. Um, one of my favorite things to think about while creating action steps specifically is if, if you are thinking of something, ask yourself the question, is this getting me closer or further away from my goal? And if it's getting further away, you'll need to go back to the drawing board and rethink that action step. Or if it's getting you closer, then you know you're on the right right track. So writing down two to three specific steps that you're going to do to get to that goal. And then you're going to set a timeline for yourself. Uh, very, like very simple timeline of when you're looking to achieve this goal. Think kind of like smart goals, right? You need to have it time specific. Um, so if you're wanting to work out more, 
I would say, okay, I want to work out three to five times a week. And we'll get into an example on the next page. Um, and I'm going to work out every single week for the next two months, right? So that's an example of how you would set a timeline. And then the accountability piece. So if you know that you're somebody that needs additional accountability, think of those three people that you know are in your corner and wanting you to succeed and send it to them and just say, hey, this is my goal. This is my commitment to this goal. I need that additional push or motivation. And I'm sure they're more than happy to send you a check-in every single week to be like, hey, how are you doing this week? Um, and then you sign your name because again, this is a contract to yourself. So signing your name is an, an important part of that commitment. And then just here's an example of a goal. So I put two. Uh, first one is increase daily water intake. And the second one is to incorporate at least three days of 30 minutes of physical activity per week. So those would be great examples of a goal. They're uh, very granular focused. And it's not like, okay, I want to improve my hydration. That's great. But what do you, how do you want to do that? Um, and so example of action steps would be one, carry a reusable water bottle everywhere you go and two, set hourly reminders on your phone. So those would be great, very broken down specific action steps that you can do to increase your daily water intake. Uh, some people, um, I used to carry around uh, this big gallon water bottle, which I used to use as like a weight sometimes because it was honestly like it was a five pound weight and I would carry it everywhere. I'd bring it on planes. I like everywhere that I would travel and it had the different markers that were showing me, okay, I drank this much today. Um, and I loved it because there was like motivational like points on each of the uh, timeframes. So if you're somebody that loves that stuff, like there's different ways that you can go about it. So that's, that's an example. Uh, and then for goal number two, incorporating physical activity. So scheduling out 30 minute walks during lunch breaks on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay. So if you're somebody that works in an office job and you have, and it's nicer weather out, of course, um, you can plan whether it's by yourself or with a group of your coworkers, just say, Hey, 30, the last 30 minutes of lunch, I want to go for a walk. Um, and then you can explore at home routines, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So breaking it out on the specific days and then actually time blocking it in your schedule, which is key. So you get that reminder. Um, is another great example of how you can uh, set up your commitment statement. So before we move on, any questions on the action plans, commitment statements, um, anything? Any yeah, so Melina, I have a question. This is sad. Yeah. So, you know, when you're in the holidays and maybe you're traveling and you're not in your normal, you know, routine, and mm -hmm. in many cases, you know, you're with extended family and you don't want to offend anybody. So how do you kind of manage to stick to your goals when you're out of your normal routine and you're kind of trying to accommodate uh, other people's needs and schedules and quite frankly, eating uh, preferences, which may Absolutely. not align with yours, right? Absolutely. That is a great question. And as somebody who travels quite a lot, uh, maintaining that routine is really crucial for me. So I find ways to adapt. So again, being flexible is huge when it comes to travel. However, you may not have access to a gym like you, you would at home, or you may not have access to your um, preferred foods that you may have at home. So something that I would say uh, physical activity wise is being able to explore at home options, of course, um, workout videos online, body weight, uh, just getting any type of movement in is still movement. So just because you're not, I always say throwing 200 pounds up on the bar or whatever your workout preference is doesn't mean that you're not getting that physical activity. So being able to be flexible with the types of activity and understanding that even if you just go for a walk for 30 minutes, that's still amazing. Um, so that's one way that I would say is just um, being able to adapt to what you have access to and then setting boundaries around that. So 
if you're staying with a, a relative uh, and, you know, they're like, hey, like we want to do X, Y, and Z, you can just communicate with them. Hey, here's my goals. Like I'm looking to stay active. Uh, I want at least like 30 minutes. Maybe you wake up earlier in the morning to do it before everybody gets up. Um, but really setting that boundary with your family because I, I mean, if I was, I was willing to bet, I don't think they would get mad at you for wanting to be healthy. So if you just communicate that and set boundaries around that, that is a, a great way to feel comfortable in this new environment and still stick to your routine. So I would say that for physical activity, when it comes to foods, we'll talk more about this on how to navigate the gatherings. Um, and one of the tips is to bring your own dish. So I'll elaborate more on that. But I would just say, again, really communicating your goals, your health goals to the people that you're going to be around because that support system and that environment is everything. You can have the best intentions, but if the people around you are not supportive for it, supporting your intentions, then it can be a lot harder and a little bit more stressful. Uh, so I would say communicate, communicate, communicate and set boundaries. But then we'll talk about what you can do nutrition wise, uh, actually in the next couple of slides. Great question. Awesome. Thank you. Of course. Melena, what about uh, uh, intermittent fasting? Your thoughts on on that versus uh, other forms of dieting? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on on uh, all the different diets, and I think they each serve a purpose for somebody. So just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean that it's going to do the exact same thing for you. So if you're experimenting and you find, okay, this is sustainable for my lifestyle and you're able to do it appropriately, meaning you're getting all of your nutrients in and all of your calories in that are specific to you. Um, that is where I'm like, okay, I understand this is what works for you, your schedule. It's sustainable for you. It's not just something that you're looking to do short term, lose a bunch of weight and then go back to this other eating pattern. If you're willing to turn that into your lifestyle, I'm okay with that. It's when people come to me and they want to lose 10 pounds for a vacation. And they're like, okay, I'm just going to do intermittent fasting, or I'm going to do this uh, crash diet. And then after the vacation, I'm like, what's your game plan? And they don't have one. That's where I start to become a little um, reserved when it, when it comes to those diets. But I think uh, taking the word diet and shifting it to that lifestyle, although it may sound cliche, there's so much truth in it. Um, so if you've been doing this for a while and you find, okay, intermittent fasting works for me, it's very sustainable for my lifestyle, my schedule, and you know, you're getting everything in that you need, your energy levels are great, your hydration, um, and it may, may need to work with a professional to help understand if you're getting enough, um, then that's where I'm like, okay, I can, I can, uh, support you on that. Uh, so it really does come down to the individual's mindset and intention going into that specific dietary eating pattern. Does that help? It does. I drink about 140 ounces of water a day. And uh, awesome. <laughs> so I'm plenty hydrated, but um, it, it, the intermittent fasting seemed to really be super effective at first. But then like a lot of things, uh, I just I just feel like it hasn't really been moving the needle much. Another aspect of these diets is you really need to understand what's going on in your body when that's happening. So whether you're in a controlled deficit, meaning you're working with, say, a dietitian uh, and you're doing it appropriately or you're doing it on your own and it's like a crash diet and you're in a significant deficit, it doesn't matter which approach it is. Your body is still having what we call um, hormonal adaptations. So things are shifting in your body. Your uh, set point, meaning your metabolism, that's going to change. Your um, your fat stores are going to change. Oh, the balloons. <laughs> um, your hunger hormones, everything's going to change. So really that stems from an evolutionary standpoint of when all our ancestors were going through famine and the body has uh, what we call a self-defense system. So it does a really great job at preserving your energy stores, which are limited energy stores are our fat stores. And so anytime that we go into a deficit, it, it doesn't differentiate between starvation versus a controlled deficit. So there's going to be some resistance of the body to just shed that weight in the beginning. You will, cause it'll be, you know, water weight and, um, and, uh, 
yeah, water weight and then just like some some additional weight there. But then you really truly have to understand how your body works in order to continue going. Because if you're in a, a severe deficit um, and you're doing intermittent fasting, you're not getting enough in, your body's going to hold on to your energy reserves, your fat stores that are limited, that are unlimited. And it's going to be a lot harder. And that's where you see a lot of people hit plateaus. Um, so that's kind of like my short term answer for you. If you're wanting to talk more about it, like again, my contact information will be at the end. So more than happy to, to talk more in detail about that and, um, see kind of what's going on with you. Um, but hopefully that helped a little bit. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Great questions, guys. Anyone else have any questions? Awesome. Okay. So next I want to talk about mindful eating strategies. So I'm sure the term mindful eating is no surprise to anybody. Uh, but what I like to describe it in kind of like a short definition is to be fully aware in the present moment of what you're eating and how it feels to eat. So in today's society, often people will eat at their computers or eat with their phones in front of them. They're not fully present in their meal. And when you are, you're then more in tune with your body and you're able to understand your body's hunger cues more efficiently. So our body does a great job at letting us know, hey, I'm hungry or hey, I'm full. So that's thanks to our hunger hormone, which is ghrelin and our satiety hormone, which is leptin. So when we talk about physical hunger triggers, you'll typically feel grumbling of your stomach. You'll feel um, kind of like an empty pit in your stomach, maybe even some discomfort, like I'm really hungry, I need to get food, uh, and even decreased energy levels. So those are signs that we call physical hunger cues, and that's thanks to ghrelin. And so at that point, it's like, okay, I need to get food. Some people have emotional hunger cues, which is triggered by stress, anxiety, sadness, whatever it may be. And that's more around cravings or a desire for something sweet. So being able to really distinguish and listen to your body, what is it telling you? Your body will communicate what it needs. So that's why being mindful in your meal and just in your body is so important because it will help you avoid that mindless snacking or even that habitual snacking. Um, an example of habitual snacking would be, okay, I'm watching a movie. I associate popcorn with movies. I'm not really that hungry, but I'm going to do it because it's habitual. So there's different ways to look at it. However, when you're mindful, it helps mitigate some of that. Um, another, uh, mindful eating strategy is something that I like to say, eat until you're comfortable. I'm sure you guys have, uh, have heard eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. I don't like the linguistics on that because your body takes about 20 minutes to register if you're truly full or not. So I say, stop when you're comfortable and comfortable could be different for everybody. But for me specifically, comfortable is I could probably take maybe five more bites but I'm, I'm like comfortable right now. So I'm going to stop and I'm not going to go to that fullness because in about 20 minutes, I know I'm going to be so uncomfortable. So really understanding and listening to your body is huge here because it'll tell you, okay, Hey, I'm physically comfortable. Mentally, you might be, I can keep going. I can keep going. And that's where you see a lot of people eat to that discomfort. So again, being in tune with your body so important here. And I like to call it again, the 80% rule, the comfortable rule, uh, whatever resonates with you. But then after that 20 minutes, ask yourself, am I still hungry? And if you're like, I'm kind of good, like I have enough energy, I'm good to go. Uh, maybe I'll have a snack planned for an hour or two later. Um, or you still may be a little peckish and you want to go back for seconds or whatever it may be then you can adjust your plate size. So you already had your first portion. You may not need an entire full plate at, for seconds. You could get a smaller appetizer plate, go back for, you know, maybe a little bit more protein to keep you more satisfied um, and full longer. So really, again, listening to your body and then asking yourself those questions are a huge piece of mindful eating. Any questions on that? Nope. Awesome. Actually, I do have a question. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great concept, 
eating till you're comfortable, but sometimes when you're eating and you're enjoying the process, um, that's a hard shift to make that, that stop. How do you, are there some things you do to get yourself in the mental frame of mind to, to just say, okay, it's like, it's time to stop. Yeah. I mean, very valid point that you make. And I would challenge to shift the mindset of it being hard to it being new. So it's something that you're not doing consistently every day. So it's, it's a new concept for you. You, you may understand the mindful eating piece of it, but actually like the actions of doing it. Remember we said, it's great to have those intentions. The action steps are really where it counts. Doing that consistently will help create that new neurology and really turn it into a habit. So for me, I've gone through, I didn't give you like my full background, but I I have a lot of, um, you know, ups and down experiences with food, body image. Um, I did go through a really severe eating disorder. And so I was able to build myself back up by consistently practicing these strategies. Now, food is very, a very social aspect just in general, but especially around the holidays. So we'll talk about socializing and and whatnot and how to navigate that. But at the dinner table specifically, I always tell people it's so easy to just like shovel things in your mouth while you're talking because you're distracted. When you're distracted, you're not mindful. You're not present. So having that delicate, delicate balance is so important and taking a bite, putting your fork down while you chew, having that conversation and then going back. It's really funny. I, um, I'll tell you a story. So like my, uh, my siblings, I used to joke with them cause they would like shovel food into their mouth. Like the food was going to run away from them. And it's like, your food's not going anywhere. And so being able to slow down that whole process makes it a lot more gentle and a lot more easy to practice something like stopping when you're comfortable. Cause you're not shoveling things in so fast. So it really is about the environment, but it's, it's, um, it's about the uh, speed at which you're doing it as well. So slowing down the entire meal process is huge. And I know it's, it's, I, I don't want to say hard, but something in our society where we're so go, go, go fast paced, we're used to just shoveling things in, in between calls or, or so quickly, because we have to run this kid one where one, one place and this kid to the other place. Uh, So it's something a lot of people experience. But being able to, again, here's where here comes boundaries, is having mealtime be something very special where you slow it down. So you're able to start creating these healthy habits around it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Any other questions? Great. So we will keep going. All right. So now I want to talk about holiday parties because I'm sure as you're gearing up for the holidays, you guys have already had a bunch of parties or you have them on deck. Uh, I know I've kind of had a mix of both. So we have a lot of holiday parties coming up. Um, So here are my four tips that I like to give people um, to navigate these holiday parties more effectively. So the first one is to eat a snack before you leave. So here's where tuning into your body and listening to your your early hunger cues are very important. So say it's, you know, you have a party at four and you've eaten your breakfast, but you don't want to eat a huge meal close to the party because you want to, you know, enjoy the food there. I would say just eat a snack that's going to not fill you up completely, but hold you over. So something that is higher in protein and complex carbohydrates. So what that would look like is maybe a Greek yogurt with some berries and nuts. Great snack to have. Uh, You could do a trail mix. You could do um, uh, like granola bars. So these are things uh, that are going to be essential. So you don't enter into the party feeling ravenous. And you're like, where's the food table? I need to just shovel food into my mouth. Um, Another great thing about snacking before you leave is it helps keep your energy level stable. So when you go a really long time without eating, you're going to have a spike in your blood sugar. The steepness of that spike is going to depend on what you consume when you break that fast at whatever period of time. Um, So having that mix balance of complex carbohydrate and protein 
and dietary fats is going to be so important. So again, that's where a snack like Greek yogurt, berries, and nuts is perfect for this situation. Uh, so having a snack before you leave is key. I am like the snack queen. I need to have a snack before I go anywhere. Uh, I bring snacks in my bag uh, because I know that if I get hungry, then I get hangry and then I, I'm not friendly. So I need to have those snacks um, at all times. And especially now during holiday parties, because you never know when you're going to actually have the meal. There's going to be, you know, appetizers there. So being able to stabilize those energy levels is going to be key. Uh, next one, socializing away from the food table. So as I mentioned before, it's so easy to mindlessly pick and graze as you're talking because you're distracted. And so unconsciously, you're just picking and you may not necessarily be that hungry. And so finding a comfortable spot away from the food table helps helps with that, but it also helps with actually connecting and being present with the people at the event. And truly that's what holidays are about, right? Catching up with people that you haven't seen in a while and, um, you know, just connecting and enjoying the time together as opposed to having it be so food centric. So socializing away from the food table is something I highly recommend for, for everybody. Um, bringing your own dish. So I briefly mentioned this before, but the beauty of bringing your own dish, and this is something I do all the time, uh, you know that you have something that is aligned with your health goals. So that allows you to feel a little bit more comfortable because you're like, okay, I had complete autonomy. What goes into this dish? Um, it doesn't mean you have to make something that's not flavorful because the misconception that healthy food is bland is just a misconception. Um, there's several dishes that you can offer to bring if you're not the host that will align with your health goals, but I'm sure will be a huge favorite for many people. Uh, so some examples I can give you are like a quinoa salad, um, a regular like mixed salad with, with whatever you want in it, um, even like casseroles and stuff. So whatever your family tradition is, offer to bring, you know, a healthy spin to that traditional dish. Um, so I can't speak for all of you guys, but I know for, um, you know, for me, Christmas is like the big Italian Christmas, seven fishes, different pastas, everything. So I offer to do like a protein pasta because I know that's, I can have that and it's aligned with my health goals. So again, whatever that is for you, just identify, okay, where can I contribute and know that it's aligned with my health goals. And it does bring you that calming feeling to know, okay, this food is, you know, a healthy alternative. It's not going to make me feel um, like garbage or you'll eliminate that guilt or regret about eating uh, overindulging on things that you don't necessarily eat every single day. So that is another great tip for holidays. Um, and the last one is around physical activity. So encourage your family members to stay active. And this could look different for everybody because again, movement is different for everybody. So this could be encouraging your entire family to go for a walk after meals, right? That's that's a fun one. You're like, hey, who wants to go for a walk? It depends on where you live, of course. If you live in upstate New York like myself or that's where your family's from um, and that's where you are for the holidays, it's not as easy to go out and uh, in the weather, if it's blizzarding or, or lots of snow. Um, so there's other fun ways that you can do it. Like dance, dance revolution. We used to do, um, just dance. Uh, you can really just get creative here because one, it brings the element of bonding and it doesn't really put the pressure on having to work out in the middle of the party. Um, so people are just getting that physical activity mindlessly, which is great. Any questions on this slide? Uh, I want to lose some weight. And sometimes when I'm busy, I skip my lunch or dinner because I don't feel hungry. So will that help me losing the weight or? I would say that's where priorities come in. So your body, you've conditioned your body from what I'm hearing to be, okay, I'll eat here, but then work, 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 work through your lunch. So you're, that's not what you're used to every single day. So your body's going to adapt. 
So what that's doing is even though you're not necessarily getting enough throughout the day, um, and I say that very assumingly because I, I would need a lot more information, um, your body's adjusting to that now. When I said set point, that's really about your metabolism. So if you're consuming maybe two meals a day, but it's not hitting your um, your maintenance that we like to say, then your body's going to adapt to create a new maintenance. So you're not going to feel hungry because that's what your body's now adjusted to. That metabolic adaptation has caused it to be where now you don't need as much food because you've reduced that set point. So something that I do with my clients all the time is what we call a reverse reverse diet, but I don't really like to use the word diet. So we, I just call it a reverse. And what that means is we slowly add calories back in till you get back to your, your maintenance. And what that allows you to do is build your metabolism back up. And then you're able to go into a deficit on higher calories. Cause right now you're wanting to lose weight, but you may, again, I would need to know for more information, but you may be eating say like 900 calories and depending on your height and weight, 900 calories for anybody is not really enough. <laughs> um, so in order for you to lose weight, you'll now have to go lower and that's not sustainable. So what you would need to do is reverse yourself back out in order to be able to go into a deficit, an appropriate controlled deficit. Um, I had a client who ate one meal a day and couldn't lose a pound. And once we started adding more meals, we did three meals, two snacks, which was not the norm for them. For six months, they lost 60 pounds. And it's because they ate more. So really the concept there is you, you one, need just the minimum to, to keep you going throughout the day. But two, if your body's already in what it thinks is a deficit, you're going to need to go lower to lose more weight. And that's not sustainable or healthy. So being able to build it back up to then do it in a healthy way is very, very key there. Um, and you're not expected to know how to do that on your own. So I encourage you to reach out to um, a professional there who can help you uh, do that. But that's kind of my very short-term answer for you just based on the minimal information that I know about you specifically. Did that help? Yeah. Thank you so much for the input. Surely it yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. So any question more any questions on the holiday parties? If not, we will keep going. So this topic I wanted to include because it is very near and dear to my heart. Um, as I mentioned, I went through my own body image struggles and eating struggles, and holidays were really daunting for me in the past. And I would get very closed off and honestly scared to go to these holiday parties because of the certain triggers that I knew would trigger me. And so the first step is to identifying these triggers and then being able to support that loved one, whoever may be struggling, or if it's yourself, being able to be proactive and put boundaries into place going into these settings. So the first one, um, actually, the first thing I want to say is words truly matter. So those comments, those those harmless jokes about weight, uh, physical appearance, um, although they may be with good intention, they can be very triggering for people who are struggling. Um, any comments on people's food choices? Again, I, I encourage you to refrain away from that because you don't know what that's doing to them inside silently, what they're going through. Um, so even though you're joking around or there's no malicious intent behind it, it can cause somebody to go down into that spiral. So words and what you say truly matter uh, to the people around you. And if you're sitting there like, oh, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely had that happen to me or I've done that to somebody else. Just reflect on like how did how that really made you feel. And and if you wouldn't want that happening to you, I, again, would encourage you to not make unsolicited comments on people's food choices or physical appearance, because that turns the entire conversation food centric. And that's really hard for, for a lot of people. Um, so again, words are everything. Uh, the next one is social pressure and comparison. So during this time, you're seeing people that you haven't seen in since probably last holiday, right? So 
there's this um, unspoken pressure to show up as, you know, the best version of yourself, highlight, you know, all of your successes, your happiness, your physical appearance. Um, and you find yourself honestly comparing yourself to the the other person in a way. Um, and that can be really hard. Um, or going into the holiday knowing, oh, grandma's going to make a comment on this, or my uncle's going to say this. Um, it really kind of gives you a, a sour taste in your mouth in a time that's supposed to be really enjoyable. So just being aware of that and understanding that, you know, everyone likes to show that highlight reel and understanding that everyone goes through things and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you need to compare yourself to somebody else's life because you're somebody completely different. And that's, that's amazing. So feeling the need and the social pressure to compare yourself to whether it's your cousin, your uncle, your brother, um, it can be really hard, especially when you haven't seen each other in so long and and you're wanting to, um, you know, support them, but then you also want them to support you as well. Uh, people, places, and things. So environmental triggers are, are really prevalent here. Um, and that can be around traditional, whether it's like traditional foods where you feel the pressure to eat these traditional foods or else someone will be offended. Um, you feel fear of judgment, uh, loss of control, even around mealtime. Um, so again, being aware of what triggers are triggering you and then having that proactive plan in place in order to have a more enjoyable holiday season. Um, and then the last one is the scale and counting calories. So really navigating away from topics and conversations that are, again, food centric, weight centric. Um, it, it's, it's really, really hard mentally for somebody that's struggling to be focusing on, oh my gosh, okay, I don't want to overindulge, but I want to be able to enjoy. And having that back and forth mental battle silently most of the time um, is really, really anxiety ridden. So if you can help make that environment a little bit more comfortable, um, it's it's really a, a great way to have that um, that inclusiveness and that environment that makes people feel like, okay, this is manageable. This isn't something that I dread every single year. And so ways that you can help is just to become educated. So if you identify, okay, this person is struggling. Um, how can I become educated? I'm not the expert in the space, right? Um, I want to be able to help them. I know it's not my job to really fix everything, but how can I educate myself in order to be more compassionate towards them? Um, that could even just be as simple as being a compassionate listener. So letting them talk to you about their struggles without judgment. Um, choosing the right environment to talk to them. So if you do feel like they're struggling, whether with it's with around food, body image, choosing the right environment to talk to them about it. So when I, I'll tell you my own personal experience, when I was going through it, I had people who would just bring it up in front of everybody. It made me want to just crawl into a shell, not talk about anything. And it was really uncomfortable for me. So that might not be the best environment to talk to somebody about it. So taking them aside into like a private room saying, hey, I've noticed this. I don't want to, you know, not coming from a place of assumption, um, but I, I'm here for you. Like if you want to talk about things like I just know I'm here for you um, and that that's a lot more comforting to the individual than just blurting all their stuff out in front of everybody. Um, telling them you care about them again, really coming from a place of compassion, not judgment. That's going to be, uh, a really important there, uh, avoid putting the focus on food always, um, really understanding and diving deeper into, okay, what's that deeper rooted cause that's going on there. Um, and then encouraging them to seek help and explain that you're there to support them. So again, if you're not the expert in the space, you're not expected to fix everything. And so it's doing them a disservice if you are looking to take on that role. They, If they're at a point where they need that professional help, the best thing you can do is offer to help them find that help. 
Um, and I'm going to give you guys some resources for people um, in your life if they're struggling um, that you can share with them. Um, again, that's one of the best things that you can do rather than taking that responsibility on yourself. So final thoughts on just everything is celebrating the progress and not perfection. So you're not expected to be perfect. Nobody in this world is perfect. <laughs> as long as you can uh, do your best, I always say. Um, and just acknowledging and appreciating the steps that you've taken. Because again, it's great to have intention, but taking those action steps are really important and celebrating at each of those milestones. Um, what that does is it helps to create that positive feedback loop. And that's going to allow you to stay committed and motivated and continuing forward. So that's that's my one final thought there. Um, and then here's some resources. Just if you guys want to take a screenshot of this and Sal, I'll send you the slides so that way people have it. Um, anybody that may be struggling, like, again, don't feel the need to take on all of that pressure. Uh, just offering a supporting hand and resources that um, would be beneficial for them is is a huge thing. So that is everything. So, Melina, um, and then before we, yeah, Laura, Laura yeah. had a question. Go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I I think go ahead and let her finish. That's fine. You awesome. know, I I we you know Sal and I have. Well, I don't know if I shared with you before or, um, but I I. I had a, 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 a an experience with cancer, with breast cancer uh, mm -hmm. during COVID. And I had a surgery and all those crazy things happened to me during that time. But I'm cancer free now. And one of the main things that, you know, cancer loves, is the stress, it could be a stress related disease. And I was overweight at the time. And I still, um, from my height, I'm still heavy. But I did start on that. Well, Govi medication, okay, which is very popular right now, and everybody's been talking about it and all this stuff. And um, I mean, I had been on it for a while already, but now I started to see such. I mean, I'm I've I've lost quite a bit of weight from it, and it has helped me. It has been the only thing that has ever helped me, and I've tried many things, right? But I will say that the mindfulness component is easier when everything seems balanced mm -hmm. in uh in your body right uh because when i felt like i was out of control i felt like my hormones i would be starving and i would have to eat because i used to be athletic before i was in the military so i used to have to eat a lot of food to to, to compensate for the five mile run that i was going to have to do right or whatever and as my life changed and then you have kids it was so hard i just kept on and on just getting a larger bigger problem and that has helped me. But at some point, I would like not to be on any any medication, right? Because that is the key, right? To live a healthy life and try to be balanced without much, without any other, you know, what, how do you feel about that? I know that's, this, this has been a trend in the market, um, uh, you know, I, like I said, I suffered from cancer. The last thing I want to do is take another medication that is, but it's helped me. It literally has helped me. It's been the only thing that has helped me. I've had surgeries. I've done all kinds of fasts. I've done all kinds of weight loss. It was a, it was a, a decision that I had to make, right. Uh, to, to change my life. But I was curious what, the diet, the dietitian community, how, because we're, we are monitored, I'm monitored by a, a cardiologist and a nutritionist at the same time while I'm going through this. And it has helped, but in long-term, I don't know, is it, is it something good? Is it, is it, you know, what is your opinion about that? Yeah, so very loaded question, and I appreciate it. And I have a few angles um, when it comes to that. Now, I do want to preface it with like, I'm not the expert in these Wagovi or any of the Ozempic um, things. Like I, again, I'm a dietitian that comes from an approach of very holistic. And so just like my comment on the the diets, right? I think there's a purpose 
for each of these things. And it's truly your mindset going into it. So like with these, these shots, people are seeing success because it's, it's altering the way that your body's actually like responding to these nutrients. And of course people are going to, you know, do, do this in the beginning and it works and they want to get to that, that point, but you want to create a lifestyle out of this. And you nailed it right on the head when you said balance. And when it comes to health, most people think the food that you eat and the physical activity that is far from far from it everything in order to be alignment is your your financial health your social health your emotional health which is why we focus on not just the nutrition or the physical mm-hmm. activity side like we bring in all of these holistic modalities to tap into the unconscious mind to go, get to that root cause there's things that happen in your zero to seven-year-old imprint years that are causing these behaviors in your adult years, which can be highly connected to everything else because everything is connected. So when it comes to that balance, you want to look at health as a whole picture rather than, okay, my physical appearance and what I put into my body. Don't get me wrong. That is so important. And which is why I'm in the field that I'm in. However, there's so much more that goes into it and it truly depends on you. Right. And everybody's so different. So like, just because one thing, like I said, works for you, is it not necessarily going to work for the other person? So you need to be okay with experimenting to find what that is for you. And then once you find what that is, do it consistently every single day. Like, that's going to be your new lifestyle because you found something that works. It's sustainable. It's it's healthy, Right. Um, that, that's the key there is, is really finding what's sustainable for you because you don't want to look back and be like, okay, well, I tried this and I tried this and I tried this, 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 and this, and nothing, nothing helped. Was it that nothing helped or you just didn't stick to it long enough in order to see if it was worth it. Right. Right. So, and, and, and it was, a it was, it's, it's, it's terrible. So I'm so glad you talked about what not to say and what to say, because I literally, to something and it just would and they would say oh you must be eating something somewhere else or doing and I wasn't and I would say it it wasn't just about you know deficit I think it had a lot to do with stress and and everything that like I said it the imbalance was there so now I'm very conscious of when I see someone that may be struggling because I know I've been there I I I've tried, I tried so much, but some bodies just are not, you know, it's a tough, it's a struggle. And so I'm so glad that you're here to share this information with us because uh, every, every little bit helps, right? Every knowledge, every, you know, everything, this is something that is near and dear to both of us being healthy and being, um, uh, balanced in in every everything that you do. So I appreciate this. This is this was great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, words truly matter because I was the person on the receiving end of it, and it was it was probably one of the worst times of my life. I was already going through what I was going through, which was you know a struggle in and of itself. But that environment that you surround yourself with and the people that are supposed to be your support system when they're making these comments, it's even more of like, kind of kick me while I'm down type of scenario. Um, and so being really conscious of that and like understanding that it's not about, it's not really what is on your plate and your physical appearance. It's way more than that. So acknowledging that and coming from a place of compassion is, again, I could talk all day long about this because it comes very, very deeply from a personal experience, but um, it it really is important, especially around the holidays when there's already that increased stress level just with everything going on. Um, So a lot of these struggles can be exacerbated because of it. So just being mindful of that for yourself and for other people, of course, but awesome. Um, cool. Any other questions on that? Sweet. So now I just wanted to share with you guys some of the holiday discounts that we're doing. Um, as I mentioned, we focus very heavily on personalized nutrition. So we do the genetic testing, 
which is a 70 gene test of all clinically studied. Um, they're called SNPs, single nucleotide polymorphisms. So we're looking at specific genetic variants related to nutrient metabolism, how your body's actually responding to your macronutrients, um, lactose intolerance, gluten intolerance. Um, we look at a physical activity component. So how your body responds to the different physical activity styles, whether it's strength versus endurance, um, injury risk, uh, bone mass density. So we look at a lot of amazing insights. Um, so we're doing a buy one, get one free discount on that. Um, and what's included is that 70 gene panel. You get the raw results. Um, you get a consult with me. Um, we go over your results and then we establish a personalized action step plan. So that's what we're offering. Like I said, we've extended it. We started it in November. We're extending it now so it can be part of Sal your, and Laura, your community. Um, and if you just scan the QR code, uh, you'll just get a free discovery call with us and we'll talk more about it. Um, and then we are actually going um, to be offering 30% off all of our services. So this is the personalized nutrition, mind body uh, techniques, um, all everything that we do, we're offering 30% off from now until February 1st. So this is the longest we've ever um, offered something like that, but we really do want to be there as, you know, that support system for people who are, who may be struggling, but are looking to stay consistent through the holidays and even after. Um, so if you just scan this and again, Sal, we'll send you uh, this so that way you have it. Um, Absolutely. Yes. And, Thank you. And we'll honor, we'll honor this, like I said, uh, for your community. So uh, the 30% is uh, extending longer, but the BOGA, we're um, finishing out on that very, very soon. So if that's something you're interested in, um, we can talk about um, what that entails. Uh, again, scanning the QR code gets you a, just a free discovery call with us to learn more about it. Um, and then we can get all of that ordered for you because it is only distributed through medical practitioners. So myself, um, it wouldn't be something that you're able to just go purchase yourself. So we do that discovery call first to answer questions and eliminate any of the um, misconceptions around it, and then um, help you just feel comfortable knowing that it's a highly HIPAA uh, secure process. Your information is not sold anywhere, um, but it is a very valuable test. And then we're also with that, I do want to mention, um, including a genetic test or a gut test, sorry, in with that. So essentially you're getting three tests there. Um, and too complimentary. So what the, one of the biggest deals you've ever done, honestly. Um, but I do think it's really important that people are aware of what's going on in their body. So that way you can come from a place of knowledge and start making more um, conscious health decisions based on your own terms, because you understand and you have that education. Um, so that is the holiday discounts that we're offering. Any questions on that or any just questions in general? Yeah, think. so Melina, thank you for, for sharing and coming up with a very timely conversation. Much appreciated. Absolutely. So with the BOGO, me. yeah, yeah, absolutely. With the BOGO plan, right, the offer that you're doing, so you get one genetic test and one additional genetic test, plus you get one gut test, right? Yeah, so we, in the original offer, it was just one genetic test with another genetic test, so two tests. But we decided to just we're again, we want everybody to to enjoy the holiday spirit. And so we're throwing in a, a gut test with that as well. OK. And what is the price for the, that package, the special package? For the the BOGO? Yes. So originally, it if you were to get all of this by itself, it's three thousand dollars. We're giving it for seven fifty for everything. So it is a huge discount that we're uh, doing because it is, again, a little bit more of an expensive test, but we believe in the value of it and we think that everybody should have it. Um, so we are offering a huge discount on on the sale. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, any questions? Uh, I know we're gone a bit over, but this was really helpful and very insightful right uh, because we all need to navigate the holidays better yeah, like you said it's a fun time and it we shouldn't be stressed about the impact it can have on our on our health so yeah Absolutely.
Absolutely. And I do want to also mention, because I know we have people from kind of all over the world, the tests ship all over the world. So you never even have to leave your house. It's directly shipped to you and you ship it back to our lab. Um, we've worked with clients globally. So I've worked with people in Germany, um, Spain, uh, Switzerland. They've all gotten these tests. So if that, again, is of interest of you, uh, to you and one of your questions was, does it ship internationally? Yes, the, the test does ship internationally. Great. Any other questions for Melena from the audience? If you don't think of anything now, here's our contact information. Um, that QR code that you scanned is my direct Calendly link. So you would get a call specifically with me. Again, no charge for those calls, even if you adjust a discovery call um, and you're looking to learn more just about everything. Um, you can visit our uh, website, which also has a contact form, which will get you directly to a call with me. Um, so there's different ways that you can get in contact if, if you're not, um, if you can't think of any questions right now. Great. Well, thank you again. And, you know, balance is key, right? And that's really why we created Maximize You, because like you rightly said, Melina, it's not just about what you eat or how much you exercise. It's it's your entire life, right? Your home life, your personal life impacts your work life and vice versa. So uh, food and diet and health and exercise are very important, but it's not the only thing. So, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave you on on this. I always say this to people: your health is the most important investment you could ever make, because when you're healthy, then everything else, you know, kind of stems from that. And when you don't have your health, you kind of see that cascade happening because you really are number one. <laughs> so, making sure that you're getting yourself and filling yourself back up in order to present as the best version of yourself in the world. And a large part of that is your health. So I'll leave you guys with that one. Um, but like I said, if you guys have any questions, um, just looking to learn more or interested to, to do any of the, the testings, um, you have all the information there. Um, we'll send you, Sal, this uh, presentation. Yes, that you can share I will share it, yes. Um, as a resource as well. Um, but I appreciate you guys having me and everyone who showed up and thank you for joining, even though it's late at night over in India. Um, I appreciate you. having you. So yeah, thank you. All. With you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah of course. everybody yeah. enjoy the weekend and Melina, thanks for your time. Paul, Vinod, thank you. Uh, Nicolette, Sebastian, thank you for joining. Take care, everyone. Bye. Have a happy holiday. Thank guys. You. Bye.